0: well officially good morning I've been up here many times but I haven't said good morning um, I, I just want to uh, be transparent with you this morning it has been um, a, a challenging week um, we have lost three members of, uh faith community and uh, I have walked with those families uh, over this past week uh, yesterday we had our second funeral and there's another one that will be uh, coming up a week from Monday and um, it's just been a challenging week, and many of you have had challenging weeks as well. But I share this uh, with you uh, because when I came in this morning, I, I, we've got a full service, so many wonderful things happening. I'm like, okay, you know, I want to make sure I'm saying the right thing at the right time and, and, you know, just all the different elements of the service. And in the midst of that, um, this peace washed over me through Mark's singing. So thank you for allowing God to work through you this morning to minister to not only all of us, but especially to me. So thank you for being a blessing uh, to us this morning. Uh, so I, I love to um, to read through Scripture uh, several times. I don't know if this is something that you enjoy as well. Um, and, and, and I don't know if you know this as well, but the the Scriptures were originally intended to be heard and not read. So it's also good to hear them ra- read aloud. And uh, as I read through the passage that I'm going to preach on uh, today, I just want to encourage you uh, this morning to listen to a um, listen for a word or maybe even a phrase. Uh, in the scripture. Amy uh, shared some scripture with us this morning, but I'm going to ex- uh, share an expanded uh, version of this uh, Matthew 7:21 through 29. So I'm going to invite you uh, to turn to your pew Bible if you would like to follow along with me. Um, again, it's Matthew 7:21 to 29 is uh, what I'm reading this morning. So again, I want to encourage you if you want to follow along, uh, if you want to do that, but also listen to how God uh, might be speaking to you this morning. Not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of God, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And then the rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against it and it fell with a great crash. And when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So this morning, I want to uh, to look at two specific things in this passage of scripture of Jesus' teaching. Uh, one is is the foundation that we have in um, as, as the faith of our lives. And the second is the circumstances we face that fracture, that seek to fracture our foundations. Things that challenge our faith and beliefs. They come at us every day. If you think of your homes, they are built on a slab or they uh, might have a basement. And then there are things that impact our homes, right? We want to make sure that we have a solid foundation to hold up the house. And then there are things that quietly seek to destroy the house. Carpenter bees, maybe strong wind that comes to take a few shingles. Maybe a crack in the foundation, maybe water in the basement. Some of you may be uh, thinking uh, to yourself that you've experienced these things. Uh, a while back, uh, this was a couple years ago, uh, all within a couple of a months, couple months, my dishwasher, my stove, my microwave, and my washing machine all went out. And I was like, Lord, remove, remove this appliance curse from my house, right? It's, uh, it's not cheap. Um, and, and I just have to say, they don't make things too like they used to. Can I get an amen? I mean, it's just, oh, yeah. So, but, but Jesus, he's talking about the sand and the rock. The sand and the rock and the to- topography of the land was different or is different in the Middle East. It's hilly, it's sandy, it's rocky. And Jesus is referring to the homes that were literally built on rock. Uh, foundation was everything and it didn't matter how good the structure was so a uh, question for you this morning is what is our faith foundation is it able to provide a solid ground to stand on when things start to fall apart jesus was talking about false prophets and teachers who do you put your trust in i believe that god speaks up to, to us today through modern day prophets i've experienced this myself You see, Jesus' teaching was on false teachers, false disciples, false prophets, those who speak on God's behalf or pretend to. We experience false prophets and teachers today. Our question is, uh, who do we believe? Who do we believe? Jesus warned of this then, and he still warns of this today. God knows. God knows. But sometimes it's not always apparent to us. These false teachers come and, and, and shake and rattle and fracture our faith foundations. Uh, if we take a look in uh, a lot of our neighborhoods and subdivisions, uh, a lot of times when we look up and down the street, well, a lot of times we'll see maybe the same house. Uh, we know that we've had the same architect, the same floor plan, but below it all uh, is a different foundation with different building materials. I uh, had a conversation with somebody a few weeks ago about an experience that they had with a medium, a psychic, a palm reader, uh, whatever you want to call this type of person. And right there, my faith foundation is beginning to rattle. And my spidey senses, so to speak, are starting to tingle. And I listen. And I listen. And everything uh, that this person is telling me is accurate in terms of names and situations and particular settings. And I'm listening, and I'm trying to make sense Of all of this with what I believe to be true and I just want to share with you this morning it's good to wrestle it's good to wrestle and it's good to ask questions and it's good to talk about things and uh, whenever I'm wrestling uh, with something I always measure it against two things one is scripture and the other is "Is this from God and you know how you do that you just ask God is this from you is this from you you see I, I believe strongly in the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, and I pray for the spirit to fill me when I'm preaching this morning. I said, God, fill me, because I want you to work through me. I pray this every week, to work through me that you experience God through the things that I share. And I pray that, that uh, you will encounter him in bold and profound ways. Um, and I also um, pray for others, right? Um, and, and pray, uh, God, too, just for, for wisdom and guidance in making decisions. And the Holy Spirit is available to each and every one of you just to cry out to God to say, God, I need help. Help me to make sense of what's going on in my life. So, so I've been wrestling again with this, and I think of it as I have this vertical relationship with the Father, this vertical relationship with the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And yet, how I would describe my encounter with this person is these horizontal forces, right, that come at us at times, and that's the only way that I can destri- describe it. And I believe these horizontal forces are a gateway to false teachers, those who tell, uh, those that are seeking just enough to give them a false peace, joy, and contentment. And they, uh, they grip and hold on to what they were told and not in Christ. And friends, this is just what the enemy wants. You see, when God is at work, the enemy is at work to challenge the foundation that we have laid by professing that Christ is king of our lives. Jesus says to me, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name did we not drive out demons? And in your name perform many miracles? And I will say to them plainly, you never knew me. Away with me, you evildoers. You see, God knows. He knows, but we don't always know. And he sends us his Holy Spirit and has given us the Holy Scriptures to help us decipher what is from God and what isn't. I uh, grew up in Vandalia, uh, north of Dayton, uh, in the 80s. And we were known as the Crossroads of America. Uh, we also, uh, we're also also known for the annual uh, trap, sh- trap Shoot Association where trap shooters would gather every year. Uh, we even hosted uh, trap shooters in our home when I was younger and who knew it that we were the predecessor to the Airbnb, right? Didn't even know it at the time. Uh, also uh, known for the Dayton Air Show uh, that, that I would watch every summer from Willow Pool. And uh, we enjoyed going to the, uh, the Salem Mall and the Contiki Theater and the Trotwood area. And uh, as a teenager, before I could drive, uh, we would take the RTA bus downtown Dayton. And I felt so grown up and independent going downtown by myself, and I still remember it was bus number 17. And we'd shop at Rikes I can't remember if it was Schillito Rikes or Rikes one of those, but it was before it became what it is now, which my goodness, it's changed so many times. And we would lunch at Elder Beerman and, and uh, go on other visits uh, all around downtown, often going to the arcade for more shopping. You know, it's what teenage girls do, right? And then they grew up to be women and then we just like to continue to shop, right? So uh, many of my uh, friends' parents worked at General Motors. Um, We had a big uh, auto plant there in Moraine, and there were also some smaller plants uh, throughout Dayton. And then NCR was another big employer. And uh, I took my childhood for granted, I think that's what kids should be able to do. I took it for granted, and the gem city was thriving. And uh, I just thought, you know, everything was normal. hadn't thought anything any different. And uh, I started my career at at Elder Bearman uh, in retail at the flagship store uh, called Northwest in West Dayton. And uh, it was the store to shop in, so it was quite an honor to be able to work there. Um, And it was a large department store. Uh, Not only did it have all the departments, but it also had a candy counter and a restaurant and a beauty shop. And, you know, back then, that was the big time. And uh, life was good, and and I entered into the management training program uh, there with Beermans, and I moved to uh, Richmond, Indiana, and then I got transferred to uh, Cincinnati uh, to be on the management team to open up Forest Fair Mall. How about that for a blast from the past? So as I uh, transplanted to this area, I I lost touch of what was happening in my hometown. And um, uh, General Motors uh, closed uh, the auto plants, and NCR had pulled out. And uh, the other day I read an article that was published in 2009, so some 10 years ago uh, this year. And this article was all about, at the time, the impact of those companies pulling out. And the last sentence uh, was absolutely haunting to me. And this was the last sentence of this article that uh, that I read. And it says, what will be the cost of letting Dayton fail? I feel it will be huge. We just don't realize it yet. Fast forward 10 years. God's brought me uh, full circle. I've spent the past three years in Dayton, uh, in seminary, uh, in my old stomping grounds. And uh, it was an eye-opening experience and heartbreaking at the same time. You see, the Salem Mall uh, that I uh, would frequent when I was a teenager uh, was completely torn down. And it's just barren land. Elder Beerman, uh, the store that I started out, the whole company went out of business, but the flagship store uh, is boarded up, and it has graffiti all over it, and there are weeds growing in the parking lot, and I actually cried as I drove by, just the heartbreak of what it used to be and the fond memories, and then downtown Dayton, all the big department stores have closed, and uh, really, it's become unsafe down there. And this was not the Dayton that I grew up in. The city had lost its sparkle. In uh, May, there were multiple tornadoes, and I spoke about that a little bit ago, that wiped out parts of Dayton. And uh, all around the seminary, homes and businesses were destroyed. And I went back to uh, my old neighborhood, which was in Butler Township, just outside of Vandalia. And just behind our, our old house, there was a whole street that was completely taken out. So much devastation and loss. And and, and all the scuttlebutt was that there, there was this KKK rally right before the tornadoes and that God was sending a message, right? That's why the tornadoes come. I have to tell you, I don't believe that for a minute. Not for a minute. You see, we have natural disasters all the time. We have hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes. In fact, someone told me when I had gone up to the seminary about a week later that they felt like God was protecting them because no one had lost their life, and they were so blessed with all the, the people that were coming to help. And friends, I have to tell you, that was us. We collected. We, we were some of those folks. We collected and took donations up of toys and necessities for families. We also had a crew that went up to help uh, clean up uh, the trees. And, and we, again, we have an opportunity financially to help uh, right now in this season. So, you know, again, a a lot happening. And last weekend I happened to be out of town, and, and, uh, you know, I always look at the news uh, first thing in the morning, and I uh, was reading that there was a shooting that took place in the Oregon district. And I was shook. I was shook. And I said, what is going on in Dayton? What is going on? I mean, just the devastating loss of life. Families shattered. Um, Not only have businesses closed in Dayton, but the communities have been devastated. And there's been some new businesses that have moved in, right? But at a fraction of the wages that people were making with with GM and NCR, and it's barely enough for people to get by. And then the crossroads of America, right, where I grew up, uh, the intersection of of 70 and 75, uh, has become a hotbed for human trafficking. And Dayton is the opioid overdose capital in our nation. And the mass shooting last weekend in the Oregon district was just devastating. And it it was becoming a bright spot in Dayton again. They were rebuilding and more people were opening businesses and people were starting to go downtown again. Again, I've been wrestling with all of this. And I ask God, what's what's going on? What's going on? But you see, it's been going on for years. And when I look at Dayton, I can't help but see that Dayton is vulnerable. That's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. And if we were all honest, we're all vulnerable. You see, life can change in a minute, in a minute. And our faith foundations need to be strong. We have false prophets and false teachers who strike when we're most vulnerable. And Jesus warns us about these individuals. Evil will always seize an opportunity. So we have this foundation, foundation that's built on the rock. Jesus is our rock and our redeemer. I spoke earlier about uh, this, this vertical relationship we have with God, yet there are horizontal forces around us. You see, evil doesn't present itself as evil at first. It's disguised as good. So again, we've got to measure it. What did the scriptures say? What is God telling us in our prayer time? So how do we ensure that, that our spiritual house is prepared? when the weather uh, hits and the storms arise in our lives. And some things aren't as devastating as what's happening in Dayton, but things happen, change happens, life happens. So how do we ensure that our spiritual house is prepared to weather the storm when those side winds come at us? You see, just as, as God is with us, evil exists. So a couple of things. One is that we have the right builder. We have the right builder, and that right builder is Jesus. And the second is that we have the right materials, choices, uh, the ability to bear fruit, spiritual disciplines, prayer, reading the Bible, being in a group, and asking God, is this of you? And if not, God, I ask that you would just make it evident, that you would make it evident. And the third is the right foundation, that God as the authority over our lives, that God has that authority. That was one of the things that that Jesus spoke about, that they were so impressed with his teaching because he spoke with such authority. Because the religious leaders back then, you know, they were the authority, but they were all about teaching and the law and rules. But Jesus, uh, he spoke with authority, and and we embrace that God is the authority of our lives. We're to live in obedience to strive to keep learning and asking, learning and asking and talking, and to put our faith into practice, to put our faith into practice. So, friends, I share this uh, with you uh, today just to really think about and pray about the foundation that you have in your lives because we've all got those side winds and we've got things that happen to us, and it's so important that we're ready when they come because they're going to come, they're going to come. And uh, we just thank God for this opportunity to gather in this place to worship and praise him. This morning, we've come to Jesus. We've come to Jesus, and he is here, arms wide open. Let us pray. Almighty God, we come before you in this moment. And God, we are standing on holy ground And some of us are sitting in this moment, and some of us are standing, but God underneath us is you. And the beautiful thing about that is you go with us wherever we are when we call upon your name. And I pray that the Spirit would fall afresh on us this day. And I pray for an outpouring of love and light that is so bright that it drives out the darkness. uh, Not only in Dayton, but as it spreads all around God, I pray that each and every one of us would be a beacon of your light. That when we hear these stories, when we have these conversations, Lord, that we are solid in you and that we are able to speak what we believe in love. But that we are always on guard and that we are ready. We are reminded of how quickly life can change. But we know no matter what that change is that you stand right here beside us. So, God, we thank you, and we thank you for this opportunity to come this morning as your body. And we thank you for all of the wonderful things that are happening here at Faith Community as we're able to touch lives, uh, not only in our community, but the families as the children uh, head back to school. God, we thank you for the opportunities to serve, whatever that may be, whether it's being in the garden or offering summer lunch to children who can't afford lunch. God, that you would just work in each and every one of us and that we would have this antenna that would be up to have an awareness of your presence here with us. We thank you for this time. We pray these things in the name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen.